Do you know what it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Dentley Show with Dr. James Dentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Dentley. Hey, it's Friday. I'm here. So guess what? It's time for the James Dentley Show. And don't forget that we don't think outside the box because in our world, there is no box. Look, guys, I'm excited. You've been following me on Facebook. You've been following me through YouTube and through all of other mediums that uh, we have a very special guest. And I'm really excited because I met this gentleman just about a decade ago, and he kind of adopted me from day one, but he's always been so gracious, always had that big smile, always been so helpful, and he's even happier now. His smile got bigger because he got married to an incredible woman, uh, not just beautiful, but that beauty is in the inside and inside of her mind. So we have two good, very special guests. I already told you who they were, but here we go again. Mr. Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal, Crystal Dyer Hansen are with us, and we've got a lot of great things we're going to talk about today, so I'm excited, and if you're looking at Facebook, I want you to continue to share, 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 get as many people as you can on the line, because this information will be powerful and fun. Mark and Crystal, welcome to the show. Thank you. We're so happy to be here. Elated, sir. Well, you know what? I um, I usually ask the, the, you to start off with a little bit about your story. But And Crystal, I've seen you speak on several occasions. I was in Las Vegas with Bill and you spoke and I was in about three or three or four other locations. And I, I just really kind of brag on you a lot because everybody knows this guy. Oh. But people and a lot of people know you. But, you know, here's this guy. You right. know? Yeah, and, know. But, you know, you've been doing some phenomenal work, not just in health and wellness, but as a thought leader and a person that encourages and empowers not just women, but people in general, that you're empowering people throughout the world because your message uh, transformed that. And I always say that the language that we need to understand in this country is not so much Spanish as it is gender. So I'd like to start off, if you don't mind, with you, if you would share a little bit about your story, the backdrop of your story, what do you do so the audience can get a good feel for, for who you are and the power you Sure, got sure. So I am a... Uh transformational life coach and clinical hypnotherapist. And um, my journey started, um, well, I, I mean, who knows where, where we actually start, but um, I think one of the most um, pivotal times of my life was when I was 21 years old. Um, I was in a new city with a baby on my hip, no way of supporting myself. I had been recently divorced mm -hmm. and um, I, I honestly didn't know what I was going to do for work. I was one of those kids who found high school very easy. So I graduated at age 16 and married a guy that was five years older than I. So I find myself at this place, um, not knowing what to do. I applied for food stamps. Mm -hmm. And I remember walking into the grocery store at the time and, and getting ready to turn those food stamps over. And all of a sudden I had this major epiphany and this question just hit me um, so hard. And it was like a light was shining on my head. And I was saying, how did I get here? And am I really doing all that I can on behalf of myself or am I taking the easy way out? And I knew instantly that like the answer to that question just came to me immediately as I was turning over those food stamps to the, to the cashier. I was saying to myself, this will not be my future. And I knew that I hadn't tapped into my own inner resources. So um, I went home and I started just asking myself a lot of questions. How can I get to work tomorrow? And there were temporary service agencies that were available, like Kelly, Kelly Services and agencies like that. Well, I registered for one and I thought, why not register for three of them? Then I have more of a choice of 
of jobs. And I got out there and started, you know, doing all kinds of jobs, working at attorney's offices and setting up uh, booths at malls and sales positions. And I really discovered something about myself. And that was, I liked business. I was pretty good about good at it and I, and, and pretty good at sales. And, and I like people. That was the most fun thing for me is really um, interacting with so many different kinds of people in so many different industries. I loved it so much. I decided to get my real estate license because I was always, I always love homes. I, my entire life, I kept redecorating my room. My mom kept telling me I was going to be a home builder someday. So I would redecorate my room six times a year. Anyhow, so I got my real estate license, started selling. And then a year and a half from the time that I applied for those food stamps the first time, I was working for the top home builder in our valley, became the number one realtor for the company. And I also hit up some modeling agencies because a couple of people said, oh, you should do some modeling. So I ended up being signed by the top agency and I had some television commercials running and uh, they were paying me great residuals for, I did some of the, you know, national commercials that pay great residuals, got benefits for me and my little guy. And I often thought back on that time, James, like what would have happened? It would have been so easy for me to collapse into my misery because it was tempting. I, I was, I was there. I was almost there. But when I got that, that epiphany and that question loomed in my mind, I thought, yeah, I realized you could pivot your life if you, if you can ask those tough questions and, and answer them and start to follow that path forward. So um, ultimately I loved, you know, I started, I was always a coach for people, but I, I went into that field deeply and just did a lot of, became a researcher, got certified in all kinds of things, clinical hypnotherapy, transformational coaching. And yeah, that's what I do today. And we speak it all around the world. And, and my passion is helping people because everybody has so much more inside of them than they realize. Everybody, we're all over endowed with so much talent. Wow. Now you said a mouthful and it was even, <laughs> it was even gooder than I thought it would be. Gooder. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> you know, I was, I was speaking with Les Brown the other day, a good friend of all of ours. And uh, I was sharing with Les, he, he stole this. He stole this. If you ever hear him say it, <laughs> that we live life forward. We understand life backwards. Yep. And, and when you share your life, I look at the like breadcrumbs where you can retrace your steps and find out where you really come from. Mm-hmm. And which is, is extremely, uh, I think, helpful. So, so Mark, I'm going to transition over to you. I really want to um, just give you both of you guys free reign to, to speak because we're going to talk about your book, Ask, because some of the things you said kind of give me an insight to parts of this book yeah. about asking. Because uh, so at one point, you learned to ask better questions of yourself and then took responsibility and took action and you came upon this discovery. So, Mark, in, in your experience, well, first of all, let's share a little bit about uh, you know, you're known Chicken Soup for the Soul, uh, half a billion books. Mm-hmm. How do you even, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to turn it over to you because I know you got a lot to talk about, but how do you even begin that journey to begin writing? Many of us have a book. We don't write it for 25 years of ever. What are, what are your thoughts? How did it happen for you? Well, I want to go there and I will talk more about the book, maybe the second half of the show, but because <clears throat> we're in a crisis, I think we better talk about crisis a little bit. And, okay. You know, the yin and the yang with that symbol says crisis always and only equals opportunity. So we're in the world's biggest crisis. We've got the world's biggest opportunity. That's the good news. And then mm-hmm. my first big crisis was 1974. The oil embargo hit. I uh, went bankrupt so fast. I had to check a book out of the library, James. It's a 
how to go bankrupt by yourself. Oh, <laughs> that's bad. And so six months, I'm hiding out under the sheets. I'm a, I'm scared, man. If I get a telephone call, it's another debt collector because, you know, I didn't know what was happening. And then what we teach and ask are three things. You've got to ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And the way you ask God is say, God, what's your destiny for me? And you do it 400 times before you go to sleep. God, what's your destiny for me? And my destiny, I think, was being a speaker. And I said, how do I do that? And I was at the time living in Hicksville, Long Island, New York. I had three roommates. I went down to breakfast. I said, do any of you guys know any young speakers that aren't cotton tops, white-haired guys? And I was asking, and I said, that aren't medical doctors, aren't lawyers, aren't celebrities. But I kept asking, and he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a young guy a couple years older than you, and he's talking at 9 o'clock this morning. I mean, God's just telling me how to get there, right? Because I'm asking, in Hawpaw, Long Island, New York, Chip Collins, will I race my little old beat-up old Volkswagen that was broken apart out there, I watched this guy mesmerize the MLS service for three hours. Maybe there were 500 people in the room. Afterwards, I asked. I said, Chip, can I take you to lunch, please? He said, yes, sir. Anybody want to buy me lunch? I let him. So I asked him all the questions about how to speaker, how to be a speaker. He said, chance of you making it, boy, is one in a thousand. I said, what? Just tell me what to do and how to do it. I'll do it. I, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm determined. I, it's my magnificent obsession. Like we're saying in the book, Ask, the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. My destiny was to speak and to write and to transform lives. And, and he didn't know that. But he told me what to do. And he said, if you stay out of the real estate business, I'll tell you, go after the life insurance business. It is a bottomless pit for motivationers. 1,800 companies, 90% of the salespeople turn over every year. So if you can get it, talk about prospecting, presenting, closing, good work habits, your home. He said, knock on 10 doors a day in little insurance offices. One in 10 will say yes. Well, first day I knock on 10 doors. It's now 6.30 at night. A lovely Italian guy with a warm heart and no secretary. I went in and asked. I said, I'm a professional speaker. <laughs> Do you have training meetings for your people? <laughs> he said, yeah, every Tuesday at 6 in the morning. I said, I'll be here. And he, I said, by the way, then Chip taught me one other closing question to ask. Mm-hmm. Do you want to cut the check or have your secretary cut it? He <laughs> says, I think I can cut a check for $100, boy. And he said, and by the way, kid, here, here's the list of all the other, I'm number one guy in Metropolitan. I want you to know. He said, uh, you call these people in Metropolitan. You tell them Tony calls you. You get all of the work with you, kid. Anybody that's willing to work late and get up early is going to make it. So asking made me successful. I just, I'm very thankful. Wow. Now let's stay with the book, Ask. Um, We're going to take this entire segment and and stay with this book. Uh, What was the inspiration? Uh, You both kind of mentioned it both when you were just talking. But what's the inspiration? What should we learn from Ask? And how is it really to enlighten and empower and uh, give us, uh, open up possibility? Well, what we noticed, James, when we started thinking about this book is there are so many people, we, we get to meet so many amazing people all across the world in our travels and speaking and things that we do. And uh, they kind of separate into two groups. Both groups are smart, um, you know, likable. They want great things for themselves, often educated. But then there's sort of the separation where some are getting getting what they want in life and others are kind of not like 
success and happiness is kind of evading them. And we thought, you know, we started breaking it down. What is it? What is the main differentiator? And we realized that all of the people who are successful, who have the relationships, um, are getting what they want, they're really good. They're master askers. They're, mm. they're not afraid to ask. Yeah. And they're also very introspective. Um, they ask themselves a lot of questions. They dig deep and they find the answers to those questions, you know, and, and most of them have this awareness of God, you know, or a higher connectedness. So we thought this is very real reflecting back on our own journeys and all these things we were seeing, like this guy should be at the top of his field and he's barely getting by. And this woman could be running a city and she's hardly making it. It's, it's, it's asking. It's really about learning to be a great asker. And that's why we said there are three areas through which, through channels, through which to ask. And that is ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. Ask God. I love it. We got a couple of minutes before our first commercial break. I love that master asker. You know, even in, in scripture, it says, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Ask. Ask a favor and it shall be given. Yep. It not might be given. It shall be given. You know, um, certainly. Yeah. So in other words, you know, we, oh, we got, I got four minutes. Okay, cool. So what we're going to do, uh, since we got four more minutes, in asking, uh, I think what I'm getting is that you're actually tapping into something that already resides inside of you. Would you agree with that? Exactly. And that's what we're saying is hidden inside everybody is more talent, more abundance, more promotion, more possibility, better health, solutions to problems that everybody isn't looking for. And so with your permission, because we want everyone to be a master asker, let me demonstrate it by asking boldly even to you. May I, sir? Yes, sir. I'm ready. What we want to do is have everybody go to Amazon.com, and we're asking you to invest and buy yourself a copy of Ask, Your Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny by Mark and Crystal Hansen. And then once you do that, what do they got to do? Well, we want to have the biggest book club in America. Or, I mean, and actually anyone can join it really in the world, but we want to make sure that not only, so when people read this book, we want to be able to discuss it with people after. It's, this is the important part to us. We want people to really open up to the asking journey. So once you've had a, you know, a chance to go through that book after it um, officially is released on April 28th, we're going to send an invitation. If anyone wants an invitation to that book club, they can reach us at reception at markvictorhanson.com. Just send us uh, a receipt or whatever that you know that you bought the book and you want to be included in on the book club. And um, we're excited to have you because we really want to utilize this time. You know, everyone right now has some downtime, James. Obviously, we're stuck. Yeah, yeah. And and I say to people, you know, what if we didn't have the pandemic going on and someone just said, I'm going to give you, you know, four, three, three, four, five, six weeks pay to stay home. What would you do with that valuable time, right? Mm. I mean, yes, we have to be careful and we have to social distance, but let's look at it in another way as really valuable, precious time that we can improve ourselves, that we can actually affect a breakthrough in our lives if we spend some deliberate time thinking about it and doing it. And the thing about the book, Ask, is it's, it's very simple. You know, sometimes a lot of the self-help stuff gets so complicated and you have to learn all these things and memorize and all these different systems. This is super simple. I mean, you almost cannot mess this up. You know, if you just sit down with yourself and start asking these questions, um, you're going you're gonna to start moving. Things are going to start changing for you. So it's super exciting. Wow. You know, that, that's really, that's some great stuff. Look, reception at markvictorhanson.com. I've typed it in the feed. And uh, so people would definitely better uh, go there. 
And to be able to have the opportunity to uh, collaborate or to be in part of a book conversation with these two incredible authors and thought leaders and servants of the world is just an opportunity of a lifetime. You really can't even pay for that, guys. So I want you to definitely go to the reception at markvictorhanson.com. We're going to take a, a short break. And, you know, it, it reminds me of uh, years ago. I was talking to one of my leaders, you know, Mark, you understand, I'm in the network marketing world. You guys understand that. And, um, and um, one of the guys looked at me and said, James, in other words, what you're saying is the hardest thing to be is just to be, to be present, to be tuned in uh, to the greatness of the universe. And it's, it, when you slow down and you get that sense of peace and tranquility, um, it gives you a sense of gratitude. And with that gratitude comes clarity. And I think when you get the book, ask, we're all going to get it together. Now, I ordered 100 books. So I gotta, I'm going to do a lot of reading. I'm going to read every last one of them. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a short commercial break, and we're going to be right back with Mark Victor and with Crystal Dyer Hanson. Be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be. And there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at thejamesdentleyshow.com. Again, that's JD at thejamesdentleyshow.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. This part of our show is, is brought to you by Already Always Amazing, Amazing Children, Veterans, and Amazing Seniors, and the Amazing You, which is our nonprofit. So we're back here with Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dyer Hansen. We're talking about this book, Ask, and this book club. So I want to open up the floodgates right now. Uh, we got a little time to just take it away and talk about, from the book club, what outcomes, what results would people get from being a part of this tribe, or part of this community? Well, they're going to start to see how much um, power they have internally already, This, you know, that they haven't tapped into. One of the things we did for this book is a lot of research. And so um, what we found out through our research is that when you ask yourself a question, literally a different part of your brain goes to work for you. 
-hmm. And it's the part of your brain that does critical thinking. So if you're just sitting there and you're mulling over your problems and you're steeped in negativity and you're like, this isn't working, that's working, and complaining, you know, all the negative feedback, what you need to do is just stop and start asking yourself some deliberate questions because all of a sudden that part of your brain, the best part of your brain goes to work for you. That's really important to know. The other important thing to know is um, from the research we do, we've done is that when you learn to ask questions of others, you actually become more likable. Harvard did a big study on this, okay? So whether it's in a business relationship, what they found is participants in the study that, who were willing to ask more questions were found to be more likable as business colleagues. Um, and interestingly enough about this study is the people going into what they found through the study is that they believed the opposite going into the study. They believed that if they asked too many questions, they would be perceived to be, you know, ignorant, uninformed, stupid, you know, all of these things, mm-hmm. um, or too nosy, too pushy, whatever. It's just the opposite. Um, in reality, people like it when you ask questions. Think about it. People are flattered when you seek their advice or you want to know about them or you want to understand their journey or what they've done so that you can perfect your journey in a way. Um, we have the, uh, you know, a, a section in the book that talks about how we are each other's best resource as human beings. Okay, But the problem is in this world we live, we kind of, we go, we, we're, we're connected, but we're connected in a way like through social media where we're always putting our the best, you know, our best face forward. And, and it does, it's not always genuine. Okay. So asking um, is something that, that does ha- allow you to be a little more vulnerable and say, you know, I don't know everything. How, you know, can I ask you this? How would you do it? What do you think of this? It's a beautiful thing. It's a way that two human beings bond in a much greater way. So when you start to contemplate, when you go through the entire book and start to contemplate all of these truths that are science backed, um, you realize that asking to really get the success and happiness and joy that you want, we all want in our lives. It's just, it's such an important part of our journey. I love it. Mark, what do you have? Uh, I'm going to hitchhike on that and say what happens is what would be better than having a spectacular marital relationship, which is yesterday you and I chatted. I think that's okay to say to everybody out there that you and your wife, who's a physicist, amongst other things, are indefatigably in love. Isn't that a nice language? Oh, every day. Every yeah. day. It's fresh. Same, same with us. So, because yeah. she was my bucket list. I had 267 things written down, and I wanted values. Yeah, I was asking the universe values, attributes, characteristics. And I never told her until after she was willing to marry me, because I asked her again and again. One of our famous friends wrote a song called What's it called? Say uh, yes again. Say yes again. And said, <laughs> why did you ask her so many times? I said, because I loved hearing her say yes. But when, yeah. we, when we're falling deeply in love, we're at a healthy whole food restaurant called Mother's in Costa Mesa. And the guy could see that we were enchanted with one another. And he's sitting next to us. He was obviously a man of the cloth and very senior. And he said, do you mind if I tell you something? And I said, mm-hmm. what do you want to tell us? He said, I want to tell you the one secret to making marriage work. There's only one. I said, sure, tell me. He said, well, I think 68 years I worked with Billy Graham Ministries, and we discovered only one thing works. And I said, wow, I want to know what that is. What's that? He said, you've got to pray out loud together every day. 
He told us that, and we thought, wow, what a great thing. Crystal? Yeah. You did, yeah, she, go ahead. Oh, I just, it, it, it is a really amazing thing because uh, it's just a whole new level of vulnerability to get, you know, when you, it was intimidating for me at first, actually, because I never prayed out loud with my significant. And I thought I prayed in groups, I prayed at church, I prayed by myself, but you know, it was, it was really a cool thing too. It's when we started praying together out loud uh, to open yourself up to those questions of, you know, of a deep spiritual nature and, and really, you know, put your spirituality uh, it, yeah. together on the line in a really vulnerable way. So that was amazing. And the other, the other thing is we, we interviewed 26 people for the book and we have some incredible stories. And what we realized is that for so many people who've had success, um, their, their critical pivot came from asking questions. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was our friend, Jim Stovall, who's yeah, why don't you tell him that story? It's just it's just an amazing story. So Jim Stovall is is beyond amazing. I never knew him until Charlie Trent Jones said, I know you're selling 15 million books a year, but you've got to do the forward to this guy's book and endorse. I said, Charlie, I'm busy. He said, This will change your life. And it was a great book called The okay. Ultimate Gift. Anyhow, Stovall is such a superstar. I'd love everyone to look at his book and, and see his story and you can watch him online. But Stovall when he's 19 years old, he's spent his whole life getting ready to be an NFL player, and he finally gets recruited. The medical doctor checks him out and says, Jimmy, I'm sorry to tell you, kiddo, in six months, you're going to be permanently and forever blind. You're not going to be able to play. He's self-incarcerated in a 9 by 12 little room. He's got a television, a telephone, and he's locked in and feeling down. And his parents said, look, go to the blind meeting down the street and see if they can do anything for you. He goes there and all they're doing is grumbling. He sits next to a blind woman who's a blind stenographer for a law firm. And he said, you know, I used to love watch TV. I used to love watching thrillers. And now I can't even see a guy throw a right hook. The pivotal question of his life, he said, somebody ought to do something about that. She hits him in the side and asks, wait a second, Jim, we're somebody. We could do Why something about we? that. Why can't we do something about it? Mm-hmm. And what they did is they started narrative television for the blind. 10 million, wow. no, 14 million people watch it every day. And you and I, as sighted people, don't even know it exists. And God bless wow. him for doing it. But then we interviewed him for Ask because it's such, he's so, he is the most wise person I've ever talked to on the phone. I've never physically met him, right? Because I haven't gone to Tulsa and he hadn't come here. So he says, now I write books that I can't read. And I make movies that I can't see. Is that? See, because we're all in a crisis. And it's not that you're in a crisis because there's always, the world's always going to be on fire. And some of the time it's going to be on fire for you. The deal is, are you going to put out the fire and do something courageous, something brave, something opportunistic and ask yourself, I'm somebody. Can I do something about this? Just like Jim did. You know, we're somebody, why can't we be the one to do that? And and that's what we're saying to people. Like, why can't you be the one to have the success you want? Why can't you be the one to have the most amazing relationship? Why can't you be the one that just has the huge breakthrough? We all can. We just need to ask and ask our way forward. And those answers, those solutions, those illuminations will start to come to us in so many different ways. It becomes this incredibly miraculous journey. When you start asking. Oh, I love it. I love it. I just love it. I got so many things swirling through my head. We have to transition. But uh, I want to be part of this, this journey with this, with the book club. 
You're in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in there. We'll, we'll, we'll interview you for, uh, we're going to ultimately do Ask the Askers, and we will ask you all the hard questions, and then you can teach, because you've got profound, eclectic wisdom in that beautiful mind. That's <laughs> right. Hey, well, look, I tell you, I was, when I was listening to you earlier, it reminds me of myself and Kara, because I always say that I go get fresh love like flowers from the garden. I don't operate on yesterday's love. We just start all over again today. Because even in the Lord's Prayer, it says, give us this day. So we can get through the day to tomorrow. Saturday starts out great. Just got to nail Friday. Make Friday amazing. <laughs> we got married. I said, you can have a great life, or you can have an amazing life. So when I put it out there, I'm always on tabs to say, okay, how are we doing amazing? So I had to get up every day and find out, how else can I surprise her? How else can I, like, trick her into, ta-da! <laughs> Those are great questions. How can I surprise her? How can I trigger? Like, those are the questions. We talk about those relationship questions, you know? Yeah. How can we make today amazing? What if, what if we woke up, promised to wake up everybody tomorrow and say, how can I make today amazing? Well, I tell you what, we got to get everybody to get the book. Uh, we, I got to have you guys back again because we got 30 more minutes, but we're going to transition. But it's just so much rich, richness there. I remember we used to quote, thou should decree a thing, it shall be established unto you, and it will accomplish that to where it has been sent. The Isaiah. power. Excuse me? Isaiah said that. Great. I, oh, you're mad at the heart. Look, I got the honorary doctor degree in divinity, but it is honorary. <laughs> so, by the way, two quick things. One is when nobody, you know, first of all, we had 144 people turned on chicken soup and say, that'll never work. Nobody wants short stories or we're a big publisher. We know short stories. We're Random House or whatever. And they all told Jack and I, hit the road, Jack. And I said, it's okay if you don't like him, but I'm a nice guy. Then when we were selling 20,000 books a week, which is what it took to get the New York Times, the lady wouldn't put us on the list. So I called her and I said, how come you're not putting us on the list? She said, sir, you are a multi-authored book. I said, and you don't do multi-author books? She said, no, we're the New York Times. I said, you're sure you don't? She said, I said, I'm sure you don't. I said, yes, you do. You do the Bible. It's got 66 authors, unless we call maps, and then it's 67. <laughs> she said, boy, you are in next week. Can you share with everyone the story of Chicken Soup for the Soul and, and, and how it just caught like a brush fly and just spread out to over 40 plus countries or maybe 50 or 60 now. Can you touch everyone's story? What, what happened is that, you know, Jack and I were doing a seminar in, in San Diego at, at uh, the Mandala conference. He was on early in the morning and I was on late night, 6,000 people. And, and I'm done signing all my books, taking pictures and, and putting together my stuff. And Jack comes up and says, hi, I'm Jack Canfield. Do you know me? I said, yes, I know you're Dr. Jack Canfield. You went to Harvard. You're third in your class. You wrote a book called 101 Ways to Build Self-Esteem in the Classroom. He said, how do you know that much? I said, I'm a fan of yours. You're the dean of self-esteem, brother. Man, I know who you are. He said, well, can we go out and talk? And he said, I've never seen anyone do short stories like that. Anyhow, so I taught him how to do that because he was, no offense intended, but he was a school teacher, right? I was doing the business market. I knew how to make over a million a year. and He was, he was barely making 100 grand. I said, you got to change markets and learn how to do it. You got to set your goals. You got to visualize to realize. You got to put them on the ceiling, which his wife at the time said, I think Mark's nuts. You are putting <laughs> pictures of where you want to go on the ceiling. <laughs> and then he came to me and said, Here's, I put together these little, this little book, we're going to call it something like Happy Little Stories, which he didn't cop to that title anymore. But I said, We got to have a better title. And ultimately, we did the thought command thing. We said, Look, the thought command, Andrew, uh, Napoleon Hill 
was going to write how to make a boodle with your noodle. And uh, then the publisher said, look, you better come up with a better title, son. <laughs> he went to bed right. saying best-selling title, best-selling title, best-selling title, just like we did, mega best-selling title. He came up with Think Grow Rich. Jack calls me at 4.30 in the morning and said, I got a chicken soup. And I said, for the soul. And, and we just got goosebumps. We both knew it. Now, our respective spouses didn't think that was very cool to wake up the whole family. In the old days, we didn't have a cell phone. We didn't have <laughs> turn off the phone. You remember those good old days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember those days. And so then we nobody would buy the book. Our agent fired us. Our, mm. I won't name his name, but he lost about $15 million <laughs> by doing that. So he fired. He said, you guys are out of here. That isn't going to work. And just goodbye, boys. You've wasted a lot of my time. I've taken you everywhere. Nobody wants this thing. So Jack calls me, and I'd done a talk every day in May. And it was May 17th, and it was going to BEA, Book Expo America, at the Anaheim Convention Center. Now, my wife wanted me at home that weekend, and I said, oh. Jack said, look, I printed three ring binders. We're putting them in our backpack. We're going to go sell this thing ourselves. Nobody will sell it. We're selling it. We go in, and the first thing that happens, a guy with a big white beard comes up to me and kisses me on both cheeks and says, boy, you are going to make it this time. And I go, who is this Santa Claus? And it turned out to be Robert Fulgham. He said, I'm Bob Fulgham. I said, Dr. Fulgham, right? Everything I need to learn, I learned in, in kindergarten. Yeah. A phenomenal human being, a great author. And we asked him to let us put a book in the store. And we'd send everybody out a copy of the book. And he just, he loved it. And so that's how it started. We got turned down by a lot of people at the Book Expo, but one little publisher that we didn't know was going bankrupt at the time said, we'll take it. And uh, they took it and they said, but you got to sell 20,000 copies at $6 each, which, you know, that's 120 grand that Jack and I had to, again, sell from a platform, which we were both speaking and, and we did. And, you know, the book took off and thank God everyone loved it because everyone in the audience said, Oh, that's the best story I ever heard. Could you put that in the book? <laughs> Including, you were talking about our friend Les Brown. Yeah. Yeah. You got Les Brown. You got to be hungry. Hungry. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, how many languages did that book ultimately be? I, I think right now it's in 54 different languages. And, and language is such an interesting thing. I mean, when, when I had to turn it into Japanese, it took me three days with a full-time Japanese interpreter because something like a whole nine yards, I thought it was a football term. Uh -huh. turns out to be, it comes from clothes because male or female, you do nine yards from your wrist to your huh. shoulder to make clothes in the old days, not today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So I learned a lot making that book in other wow. languages. Wow. Now, you guys are doing some incredible things. Uh, I know we're having conversations. I'd like to have you and Crystal here in Chicago once we are ready to come back out into the world. And we and love Chicago. to the most powerful connection, which is the human connection. Uh, so as it opens up, we want to have you and Crystal here um, uh, it, and with our business accelerator. We invite people to come from all over the world. Uh, we're going to take a break in about another 90 seconds. And when we come back, uh, we want to talk about what's next. You've got some very interesting. Look, that's interesting. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I taught you that. <laughs> you taught me that. You have some very interesting stuff. But in the next slide, uh, the last minute before we go to commercial, I just want to share with our audience, you know, I met uh, – uh, Mark Victor Hansen through Mr. Bill Walsh. He gives me a call, as Bill always does. A lot of people don't know, but we started a radio show together 25 years ago called Success Express. And after I met him, I was the keynote. I was one of the keynote speakers in Atlanta. Bill was in the audience, and uh, we exchanged numbers. He came back to Chicago, and I met him at a radio station. He said, uh, "He said I got an idea to help small business, small entrepreneurs, uh, small business owners to thrive." And I said, "Okay, great. I like the idea." I said, when do you want to start the radio show? He said, well, we've talked a while. 
we're on the air in about four minutes. <laughs> that's cool. And, and, Bill, and that's how Bill and I started 25 years ago. And I, I was speaking, I was training speakers, and I was real honored to come and her, help and serve him after I used to own a network marketing company and got burned out from, from that experience. But uh, but Mark, and you, you came to Chicago with Robert Allen, and uh, uh, Bill got to put together a luncheon. I was one of those people who had a table there. And uh, before I left, I had three cases of books, had a most wonderful time. And, man, you were gracious then as you are today. I thank you so much. Crystal, thank you for getting them ready before you met him. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come right back. Mark Victor Hansel and Crystal Dyer Hansel. Be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at thejamesstentleyshow.com. Again, that's JD at thejamesstentleyshow.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, we're back here with Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dyer Hansen, and we just got done talking about the book Ask and Talk, and then we trans, uh, trans, we kind of transferred over in the Chicken Soup for the Soul and that great outcome, great history, and life-changing, impactful stories that have uh, blessed all of us throughout the world. But now the question is, what's next? What is next? I know you're doing some real cool stuff with um, uh, in the book world and showing people how to sell their books as well, as, and that's important because I've got a lot of authors. But that's important. But then also how to create your title. So I'll let it come from your lips to, to, to our ears and our hearts. Mark, Mark and Crystal, what's next? We've written a book called You Have a Book in You because we believe everybody does have a book in you. That's number one. And then number two is it is it what, what's true is what you said is it once you write a great book, if it's only for your own family, we'll talk to that. That's great. But if it's going to be for the world, it's got to be an, a book with excellence and spirit of excellence. But then part B, 90% of it, you got to market it and sell it in unique, original, different ways. So we say, look, you want to write something that's unique. You want to write something that's transformational and something that inevitably everybody's going to pick up, take off and run with because a book is your legacy. When you finally transition, your obituary only does your name, your age, 
and then they put whatever your number one book title is. And up to now, you know, it's going to be chicken soup of the soul. And it's going to, that's going to get transcended. We believe by ask the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. It'll go after our names. That's a long ways off though. I'm going to live to be 127. So you don't have to worry. <laughs> okay. The pressure, the pressure, the pressure. And I got to live to be a little bit older so I can be there to see it all. Okay. Uh, excellence, excellence. Uh, can you go a little bit deeper and define it? Excellence, Crystal. Excellence. What is that? What is uh, that? Well, excellence is really bringing out your very best work, and it's amazing. The process of a of writing a book is uh, is um, deeper than than people think, and so it's really important to have the guidance and and a, co a coach because it's amazing what can happen when you have that guidance. It can pull so much more out of you than you would have ever imagined. Because I think a lot of people um, look at their lives. People really struggle. Like I, we know a lot of people who want to write a book and they're just like, I just can't do it. I don't even know how to do it. I don't know where to get started. Well, there's, there are ways to pull your journey out of you. And that's what really, that's what writing a book is about. That's the excellence we're talking about. You have to have somebody who, who knows how to pull a real story um, out of you that that has meaning and value to others and there's a process through which to do that you know it it's it's not something honestly that comes really easily to people and so it's something Mark's done you know he, he loves guiding people to write their books and he's done it because he's 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 so good at telling that story I mean and he has these really natural instincts as to what people need to hear and how they need to hear it and the sequence through which they need to hear it. And I love writing books too. I mean, I love, I love that journey. I love to dig deep into people's, uh, you know, um, experience in terms of their own understanding and their own epiphanies of life. And so um, we, we right now are developing um, are almost finished actually with an amazing course that we'll be offering. Right. And um, we, we really, it's going to be the best one we've ever done in terms of, how to really pull that book out of you, how to pull that story so that it, it brings value to the, to the world. But the, the amazing thing about when you start writing your book is you start to understand the value of your own life. Yeah. You finally start to lay out the value of your own journey and you see it in a completely different way. Everybody's journey has tremendous value, but sometimes until you stop and do that work where you're sitting down and, and, you know, taking that deep dive and pulling those, those nuggets out of yourself, you know, you don't really get it. It's, it's, it's a really cool process. We love it. And so if anyone's interested, they just, again, got to go to reception at markvictorhanson.com. We'll send you an invite because we want everyone to write a book and, and, what happened is the book business was great until 2008. And then when the market crashed, we went from 19,000 bookstores down to 400 in one year. Yeah. And so the book business has been dull, but now it's going straight up again, uh, starting about six or eight months ago. And they asked me to write a whole series of books. And the other book we got is Speed Write Your Autobiography or Your Life Story. And, and what happens is that everybody has a life story. Wouldn't you like to know what your great, 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 great grandparents thought, felt, said, how many they're married, how many kids they had, what their great strengths were, because that's your and my ancestry. And I don't know anything about mine. And I'm going to assume you don't know where they were, or what they did or how they did it, because that wasn't recorded. Now, for the first time ever, we're going to help pull out that book. And in answer to what Crystal was saying, we're saying, look, 
in 90 days, if you did 22 minutes a day, you'd have it. What's true is, is we're self in isolation for a while. We don't know exactly how long, Easter, maybe a little longer, and, and maybe the pill is going to pull us out again. <laughs> what a statement, right? The antivirals. The, the point is that we're in such an exciting time that you've got this first time to do what Socrates said, know thyself, which goes back to our book, Ask, but it also goes here is because inside every one of us, we have acres of diamonds that have to come out. And it, in my mind, it's got to come out on a printed page, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so exciting. And, and it is your legacy. It builds credibility. It is your best sales tool. It is the door opener of door openers. And it just does wonders for you because once you say, I'm an author in whatever field, whatever endeavor, whatever, whether it's educational, academic, and, and we've got little kids as young as came to, we used to do a seminar called Mega Book. And when Chris and I were getting together, we had a little four-year-old and I had him up on stage because he'd written his first book at four years old. And he says, what was it? The future is now. <laughs> you know, he was, just, he, he was so like a little genius. He was so cute. The future is uh, now, Mark. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So this program, this course, uh, can people uh, pre-register for it? Is there a way to get it right now, or do we have to wait a little while? Because well, I want to be promoted. It's going to be a very short wait. If you go to reception at marktickjansen.com, we're just final putting a final touch on this afternoon. We hope. And then we'll send out a little note and the notification of when we're going to have it. It's going to be quick because right now everybody is in lockdown and we think this is the best time to explore yourself ever in human history. Yeah. yeah. So just make sure if you write us at, at receptionmarkvictorhanson.com and you're interested in the book course, just ask for an invitation to the course so that we know. And we will right. get that to you very soon. And ultimately, everybody who writes a book has got to learn to speak and and build up their self-esteem, even if they are an introvert. Like, I don't think you and I grew up as introverts, but (laughs) Zig Ziglar said he was a total introvert. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I had the opposite problem. They called me a motor mouth. (laughs) They couldn't shut me up. Yeah. My mom sent me to the grocery store when I was a little kid, and I came back. The store's delivery right across the street, and I came back three hours later. She sent me to get a dozen eggs. Every egg was broken. <laughs> and she said, she said, I was so upset because we didn't have money. And she said, but I told her the most incredible story. And I went on and on. And she just looked at me and just laughed and said, boy, just go to your room. <laughs> what, what did you do to break all those eggs? I was running, playing catch, football, whatever. I was playing football with those eggs. We didn't have a football. <laughs> <laughs> Got to use something, right? Hey, it was very creative. By the way, that's a front of being an egghead. <laughs> there you go. That's not a football. Those are eggs, buddy. Oh, look, that's cute. Uh, look we've right. enjoyed having you. I want to open it up for any final thoughts you would like to share. We definitely have to have you back. I want everyone to know that I am in front of everything that they're doing. I'm promoting everything that they're doing uh, right now. I'm creating all my speaking courses online about the psychology of speaking, stagecraft, and really how to make that connection so you speak into the listening, no, maybe even the nervous system of another human being, how to really be fully self-expressed and be so authentic and find your power there. And we're going to be hopefully doing some things, well, doing some things together. But I want to promote everything that Mark and Crystal are doing, that this class act people, not simply because of the quality of the work, but the quality of their life because they live it and they're true to it, guys. So I want to give, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share? Well, I just want to say, you know, we want to be here for people during this time, um, be a resource. So please do reach out to us in whatever way. 
Hopefully you can get that book. We can reconnect. We can keep going. Let's try to come together and make this time the most productive, amazing time that we've ever spent to be prepared for what Mark was talking about, what's ahead, the greatest time for our country and for the world um, to accelerate and grow. So think of this as preparation time. Let's, let's stay connected. Let's stay strong. Let's stay positive and productive. And let's work on ourselves so that we launch better than ever once, that we're, free to, once we're free to get out again. Amen. And you make yourself better, you make the world better, your family better, your life better, you create a future and a fortune that is worthy of you. And there's some people out there hanging on by their fingernails. And I hope during this hour together, and those that are listening later on the podcast, will see that there's greatness in them. And what we're going to do, the three of us, is help them unleash it and, and expand that brilliance with opportunity, with promotion, with advancement, with bonuses with more earnings, with more excitement, with more love, more joy than they've ever imagined because abundance is the truth of each and every one of us. Amen. Well, we've got about four minutes left. So oh, well, last time we saw each other, we were at the City Gala City Summit. I and I spoke and then you came and spoke. And then we had the red carpet on that Sunday. And I'll tell you, boy, I was behind you on the red carpet and my feet hurt so bad because everybody had to talk to you and you had something to say. I said, man, he is speaking. He got a lot inside of him because I had to get out the line. I said, Kara, can you handle this, baby? Because I can't my feet. <laughs> no, you know, you got the hip surgery. Just before you had the prettiest shoes we've ever seen That's again right. and again. I was jealous of your shoes, James. You have the coolest shoes. Look, that's all I got is shoes. All I got left is shoes. I just got a new hip. And I and it was in pain that day when I was in the, in the red carpet. I just couldn't stand anymore. But, boy, you were going out and having the time of your life. And I know our dear friend, Mr. Ryan Long, has passed on. But uh, he touched my life. And we reconnected because of that experience there. So I'm forever thankful to him. What are your thoughts about uh, in, in giving back and giving to the universe? There's a lot of ways to do it, but how freeing is that? And what riches do you find in making a difference in the lives of others? We, we First of all, I'll, I'll give everybody free that goes to reception, markvictorhanson.com, a, a book I wrote called The Miracle of Tithing, which is really the miracle of bidding, be, uh, giving. And yeah. people say, what's tithing? And I say, well, you got to tithe your thinking first, then your time, then your talent then your treasure, and then the bonus point, of course, is you got to be thankful. Those are the five T's, thinking, time, talent, treasure, and be thankful. And, and everybody's got more to give than we've ever thought about. And just giving good attitudes, giving kindness, giving a smile, giving a wink, especially now that you can't come up and hug anyone or shake their hands, you got to give them with the elbow. So what, what what's true, though, is that right now, you know, we – I have tied that every book I've ever written. People say, why do you sell more books than anybody alive? I say, well, I sell more books in nonfiction than anybody alive, according to Guinness Book of Records, because we tithe, we give, we say who we're going to give it to. On our Ask book, our ties are going to a company that we are the co-chairman of their annual 60th campaign. Are you old enough to remember Ozzy and Harriet? Yeah. yeah. Well, Ozzy and Harriet, they had two sons, Ricky and David. Remember, Ricky was yeah. a, like Elvis. Mm -hmm. and, and what's true is that the two women that dated them started – 60 years ago, 1959, they're on the Bob Hope tour, and they started taking care of abused children, neglected children, abandoned children. And now, 60 years later, they've helped 10 and a half million children. And we're helping raise money to build the global childhelp.org campus right here in yeah, Arizona. Childhelp.org. And, you know, it's interesting. These, these organizations need help more than ever. So when things like this, like this pandemic happened, 
they stop getting donations, but there are more kids being abused than ever. People are at home. There's anger, there's abuse issues. So we're really trying to help them get, you know, get the help they need right now. Um, we all just need to give a little bit and be generous. Even if you can give $5 a month to an organization like that to help these children, they don't have anybody but us, but yeah. the people who care about them because the people who were are in charge of their welfare, who are supposed to be loving them and caring for them or do are the the abusers. So yeah, we, we just love this just organization. One, one quick story. When they started in 1959, they took in 11 kids of the Ritz Carlton. They had nowhere to put them. And what happened is they went back to the military after they got a lady to say, I'll take them if you can build it. They got the military yeah. to outfit and build the whole orphanage. So I am so thankful to all the military on here. You yeah. all, men and women, have been the best of the best. We are the best military people. They've got big hearts, big souls, and have been very generous to child help and helping out when others need help. Thank each and every one yeah. of you. Yes, and I want to encourage each and every one of you who are watching, listening, to uh, you know share, give back, give a piece of yourself. You're not just giving your money. With your money is a piece of your heart. It's a piece of who you are, the energy and the, the power that goes behind that and the love that goes behind that just in giving. I believe that you keep what you have by giving it away. And there is no lack. So you just continue to give love because, you know, your love comes from the sources outside of you anyway. So just keep giving it and you'll find out that you're already always replenished. I want to thank both of you all for being a part of our show today. We're going to get back together again many, many times, my friend. We're going to do some great things. I look forward to being a part of of your community and, and serving that and, and plugging our community into all your great work. I trust you emphatically. And I'm just so proud and so honored to have you here. And matter of fact, you know what, Crystal, uh, they say when you've been together a long time, you start to look alike. Well, he is a lot cuter all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you are going with that. That is hilarious. Thanks. Jay. I think you're right. I, I'm happy to take the credit. <laughs> and she deserves He's it, sir. Cute. She deserves it. He's pretty cute, isn't he? Yeah, he is pretty cute. All right. Cute. Most people don't call me cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to conclude our show, guys. Be kind to one another. Remember, we don't think outside of the box because, as you just heard, hey, look, there is no box. There's no box. There's only possibility. You guys have an incredible week. We'll see you again next Friday. Thank you for listening to The James Dentley Show. Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week.